With 40 years of experience, thousands of investors, a proven track record, and more than $3 billion in assets under management, Reef provides exceptional commercial real estate investment offerings at the click of a button. Visit us at rreaf.com backslash investor. We own and operate all our properties, and that's important because we have skin in the game. Unlike the middleman, you can call or visit us anytime. Hedge market volatility with our lucrative offerings, open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. to Big Blend Radio Success Express Business and Career Show with Nancy and Lisa, the mother-daughter travel team and publishers of Big Blend Magazines. Check it all out at BigBlendMagazines.com. But, you know, this year, you know, we travel full-time. Um, we've met so many business owners, entrepreneurs. Uh, we deal with so many people on our radio show. And definitely everyone has one thing in common – 2020 has been a year of significant change. Hardship, um, a pain in the butt, basically, <laughs> has been a pain in the butt. But there's always good lessons from it, and that's something we're going to look about, look at today, especially for those in a professional career, a, a business owner, maybe you're running a small business, a startup. Uh, so we're going to take a look at that, and what can we take from those lessons and move forward into 2021 and we have a special guest joining us, Becky Morrison. Uh, she is a UC Berkeley certified executive coach. And you can go to her website, grantleecoaching.com. That's grantley, L-E-Y, grantleecoaching.com. She's on LinkedIn, all those great places. And she does a lot of podcasts. And she's joining us today to kind of look and regroup of this year. So welcome, Becky. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you both, um, Lisa and Nancy, for having me here. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat a little bit. Yeah, this is great. I think this year's been, like, can I say it's a pain in the butt? I mean, it's it kind challenging. of challenging. Challenging, that's the word. Yes. <laughs> it is a pain in the yeah, butt. Yeah, I though. mean, look, how many times in the first few months of this year did you hear the word unprecedented, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it is just like something that most of us have not lived through before and there's no playbook and no map for how to navigate it. So challenging, pain in the butt, all of those fit, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think businesses have had to change super fast, chop and change. And what you think you're going to do to resolve this is going to change within hours sometimes, depending on what your business is or your career. Um, It could be working from home suddenly and going, hey, we don't have high-speed Internet at home like we thought we did. Um, there's so many challenges, and, um, and, and also some businesses almost becoming obsolete and some new ones starting out of it, I think, is the interesting part as well. It's interesting, too, going in your career. I know that you've had a career in fin- finance, um, also doing a lot in the world of the law. And so have you seen a lot of change with this over this year in regards to the whole world of law, what it's like for attorneys even trying to file a case. It's got to be a difficult year. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not practicing now, um, but did practice 
and then worked in big law for a long time. So I've still got a lot of people who are living in that world as well as coaching clients who are living in that world. And um, the shifts, I mean, like in every industry, right, have been foundational. People aren't working the same way that they were working. There are Mm. things we are learning that we can do on a remote basis. Um, very successfully and things that we are finding challenging to do on a remote basis. You know, I know a fair number of people who've been handling hearings online and filing has changed. And even, you know, this has forced some people who weren't there yet to move from paper to electronic, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. there's just a lot, I think that, that has shifted and it has required all of us kind of individually to adapt. You know, we're not just pivoting on a business front, but we're really, in order to be successful, we're having to pivot personally too, um, especially when you layer on things outside of work, right? And mm. you said it, you know, oh, we don't have fast internet like we thought we did. Well, yeah, especially when four or five of us are at home using Zoom at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. None of us had planned for a universe in which that was happening. So mm-hmm. there's just so many layers to what we're being asked to adapt to. And I'm still seeing people, you know, now we're eight months in, I'm still seeing people who are trying to achieve and measure themselves from a business perspective or from a professional perspective by the same metrics and same goals that they had set, you know, in January, 2020. Um, And suddenly we're trying to do so much more and really taking the time to uh, assess and adjust is still Mm -hmm. something that we need to be doing. It's, it, this is like, to me, it's like I, I'm just going to personally call it the pinball year because it just seems that we're all bouncing off walls and, and the, you know, almost on a daily basis being sent in a different direction and hoping that that'll be the answer. Then you bounce off something else and you ricochet over here and then you go up over there and then you go down there. It, it just seems that... Um, even if you had everything well planned, I don't think hardly anybody planned for a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so um, everybody's just kind of flying by the seat of their, their pants. And I feel that a lot of people in this country feel like there was no plan put in place for this kind of thing to happen in this country. Mm. And I so the confidence level could be a little low, a panic yep. level could be higher than normal, and and then in between loss of confidence and a little bit of panic, people don't always make the same decision they would if they were calmer. Does mm. that make sense? Oh, I think that's. Yeah, I think you're right on with that. With so many things, there's so much in what you just said, right? I mean, the first is that we are a society of planners, and mm-hmm. there is very much two things have happened. One, I think you're right. I'm not going to say there was no systemic plan. I'm not even going to try to weigh in on that. But oh, rather, let's not get political. We, That's already happening on yeah, TV. We don't need but, to be part yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but but many of us, right? But many of us were living in a world where individually we couldn't even conceptualize what it would mean to have a pandemic like this, right? To begin to plan around it. And so we had no plan. And now we're living in this world where you said it, it's a pinball machine, but it's a pinball machine where the game is constantly changing, right? It's not, you know, you're, the, the walls are moving. And so we've kind of lost the ability to plan, you know, I mean, how many things, I don't know if you can relate, but, but, I mean, I, there were things that I planned for towards the, you know, even in March, I was like, oh, by December, 
I can, you know, I can look ahead and I'll plan this. Well, here we are almost in December and yeah, those plans aren't happening either. Right. So yeah, we've kind of had to come to terms with two things. We've had to come to terms with, we are a moving pinball and we are going to change direction right now in ways that we can't even anticipate. So I, Mm -hmm. and this is number two, so I better let go of trying to plan for anything beyond my current reality. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really hard. We're in the publishing industry. No, (laughs) no, (laughs) but you know, but it's, 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 it's a very, and I'm going to use that as an example because it's been a very interesting year and we've always told people we're in digital media, which means our publishing dates on anything could change at any time Mm -hmm. because things change in the world. Um, not that we're doing breaking news, but things change. For example, like we've yes. had to change publication dates of things going out. Some things came out sooner, some things came out later. Not only was there COVID this year, there were an unprecedented amount of wildfires and hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm going, yep. we're covering this. We had a story that was supposed to go out, an, an interview that was supposed to air, and the night we recorded it, the town was on fire. Take it back. <laughs> I mean, and the interview was going out the next day, you know, it's like, okay, this is not cool. So this year has been like that. And one thing I want to touch on is, can we, and I know you've got some great points that you sent me over too, but you talk about rest, but I would like to mention kindness to ourselves Mm. while we go through these changes and kindness towards each other to give that breathing room of being able to let people be able to turn their butts around and make a change that they need to be without attacking the change. You know what I mean? There's a, we need wiggle room and this is a year of wiggle room. Next year, we're still going to be in, you know, wiggle room. I know Nancy, you got the pinball machine. I'm playing hippopotamus because when they do run, (laughs) the hippos are one of the most fastest animals on the planet and they do know how to charge and do something, but they need to turn around and wiggle and they'll do it really smartly. And that's, kind of where I feel we are, we have to keep turning around and then when we do move fast and people need to get out of the way. <laughs> do it nicely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I well, am. and I think you hit on something, like you hit on something really important right there in that, in the comparison of those two analogies, right? There's something about how we are as that pinball in the pinball machine, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what we, what, some of our tendency is, is, okay, I'm careening towards that wall. That is my reality. Let me grab onto it. But in a world where you're being pinballed, then you're bouncing off that wall, left Mm -hmm. trying to hold onto that wall, not sure where you're heading, not sure what's going to happen next. And it all feels very jarring and overwhelming. But if you Mm -hmm. kind of take that more hippo-like approach of let me turn smartly and let me also acknowledge that right now I'm just going to be bouncing around the pinball machine so let me not try to cling to that wall and let me not try to prepare for, you know, prepare for staying here. because There is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. I know I'm not going to be here long, 
and just accept, lean into a little bit of acceptance of, like you said, this is a, a world in which we need to give ourselves grace and kindness and give those around us grace and kindness because we are all dealing with this reality that is so beyond our control and so beyond our planning. And so we just have to adapt the best we can and lean in a little bit to the discomfort of the discomfort. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be different and it's going to feel hard. But if we can just start from a place of knowing that as opposed to a place of resistance, that makes it that much just incrementally easier and helps us be more of that hippo as opposed to the pinball. Mm. I think, you know, we have to really dig deep core values. You have to reassess your core values. And and if you, I mean, it's almost as if you have to relearn yourself in a way mm-hmm. that, you know, that you have to, oh, yeah, you know, I, used, I, I, I say I have this value, but now um, you better show that you do because it's right there. And, you know, there's certain obstacles. We are all facing something different at different times. And and you have to dig deep, I think, right now. Well, I think you're right. And I think the point you made about values is really important. And if, if nothing else, I feel like we are being asked kind of as a society, but also more importantly individually, to really um, reassess and get clear on where our values are, what matters mm-hmm. to us, and then try to figure out how we can live in a way during this uncertainty that we are staying true or in alignment with those values. Um, and yeah. that helps a lot too, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and getting in touch with that, um, you know, getting in touch with your values, at the end of the day when you think of a business or an individual professional, like, what you want to do in your life when you think about goal setting, right? Um, you talk about direction mm-hmm. setting in the notes you sent us. And, mm-hmm. um, and I like that, direction setting versus goal setting, because that kind of just says, here's your path. And the path is allowed to fork off and have ripples, <laughs> ripples, <laughs> ripple that, yep. you know, all these little detours and whatever. I love what you said about direction setting. I really, really, really like that. And um, because it's a direction, because that's where your values are moving forward. And so it's mm-hmm. like I know business is getting this, okay, we're going to have 20,000 different packages, this package, that package. We need to sell this many packages by this point, all of that stuff, right? And, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to have a funnel over here and a funnel over there. Well, sometimes if you just go in the direction and know exactly what you want to do and how you can help people with whether it's a product or a service, I think it kind of just falls in place if you just keep doing that instead of all the fancy packaging that we're all so hung up about. I think that's part of the lesson of 2020 is get over all the little perfections and just do what you're supposed to do because then you can turn around a that's lot right. easier. Yeah, that's right. And the, and the analogy that I use a lot with my clients, and this will probably resonate with the two of you as being the travel travelers that you are, right, is, you know, I sit in Virginia, so that's where I live outside of Washington, D.C., and, and I say, well, instead of setting a goal, let's talk about a direction, and let's assume that what you're trying to achieve here is you're trying to go – on a road trip from Virginia to California, right? And so you mm-hmm. just want to make sure that you're pointed towards California in a general sense and making progress in that direction every day. But like any good road trip, right, some days you're going to drive more, some days you're going to drive less, some days you're mm-hmm. going to choose to take the exit and visit the biggest ball of yarn or whatever it is, right? 
some days you're going to realize, oh, you know, I forgot to pack my sweatshirt and I'm headed into colder weather. I need to go buy a sweatshirt. But you continue and you kind of make your way nudge, and nudge. it's allowed to be winding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, you're speaking our language big time. And I think it's something that people can identify with. And, hey, here's the other thing that changed this, you know, year is travel. And road mm-hmm. trips have become yeah. what can we do to get out of the house that's safer you know, socially distant, and it's a different thing. Welcome to and the outdoors. So road trips are a big deal. It's a little difficult in winter. It's going to be interesting. Apparently frozen lakes are in our future. So what? It's a new travel thing. It's in the direction yep. of what we said we signed up for and we want to do. So you go for it. Try something new. And I think what you have with this direction thing, too, is it allows for new opportunities to come in. While all of this stuff sounds all horrible and COVID and blah, 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 hurricanes, wildfires, at the end of the day, if you go in the direction and you're not so hardcore, I'm not saying lose focus, keep your focus on direction, but we can sometimes chop off the opportunity and new things and new ideas that could be even more profitable and more profitable in regards to our soul, our heart, our passion, and our business. Well, I think that's right. And I mean, like to use the road trip analogy and what you were saying to connect it back to what you were saying earlier with like, oh, we have to build this sales funnel or we have to do this product packaging or we have to, you know, I mean, that's like taking a road trip and, and saying I can only drive on the main highway, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what Ew. everybody else is doing and that's the fastest way to get there. <laughs> well, that's right. You're, I mean, yes, if your priority is arriving in California the fastest, that is what you would do. But if, you're, but if California is really sort of more value-based and more of a general direction that you want to head as a business person or as a leader, um, then it becomes, as you said, you become open to, well, maybe I end up in Arizona for a month and that's okay, right? It is just a stop on my path to California and I get something useful out of that time spent wherever it is. So um, I think that, you know, Goals can become, and the reason I, I like direction setting is goals can become weapons that we use sort of to, against ourselves and against experience and against, like you said, opportunity. And I just prefer more freedom as we think about some of the bigger journeys that we're on. Mm. You know, it's kind of like when a company says, this is what we have to offer, as opposed to saying to a prospective customer or client, what do you need? There's a big difference between those. <laughs> yes. You, yes. You know, it, and I think we're at this point where we're having to change our uh, dot in the wool. I think this way, and I'm going to work this way. I've always done it this way, and this is the way it should be done. To wait a minute, things change. They change quickly. I have to be flexible. I have to think in a new way. And I think that's that's difficult for a lot of people to think in a new way about things they've thought about for years in in a in the way they used to think about them. It's not that easy yeah. to just switch it, you know. It's not. But then you look around and you see how much innovation has been born out of the out of being forced to think in a new way. You know, mm-hmm. even think in your own life how much you've been able to innovate the ways that you are living and the ways that you are seeking new experiences and the ways that you are feeding your happiness out of necessity. Look at the ways we've taken world travel and we've turned it into road trips. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's that kind of thing. Look at the ways that we've replaced going to the movies or 
um, and I'm speaking for my family now, right, going to the movies or going to the mall with going into mm-hmm. nature. Mm. Yeah. And, but then it's at the same time taking what your priorities are. So your priority is yeah. family time, right? Family is important yep. no matter what you're doing, whether you're working 24-7, uh, working from home 24-7 or out in the field or whatever. Family is important. Maybe that's a key component of your life, especially if you have children. Now, where you spend family time may have to change, but family time mm-hmm. is a priority, you know, and sometimes you have to get rid of things. You, you talked about that in, in what you said. Me, it was like priority. You've got to look at prioritizing, but also saying no. So if, you know, family time was always going to this restaurant or going to this one specific place yeah. was part of a tradition, you may have to change traditions, which I think is new and exciting, quite frankly. But it's hard to get rid of old ways, old habits. Well, I think I think the challenge right now is, right, we've been asked to give up so many rituals and traditions that can feel overwhelming in the change, but I agree with you. It can also be sort of a new, exciting opportunity to redefine. And I think what it comes down to is boiling down those priorities to their essence, right? So I've worked with clients. I'll give an example related to the pandemic, mm-hmm. and maybe you all can relate to this too, of somebody saying, well, what really drives my happiness and what's really important to me is being able to travel the world. Right. And I get that, but all of a sudden in COVID we've been forced to think about, well, why is travel the world important to my happiness? What about world travel drives my happiness? Is it seeing different places? Is it new experiences? Is it learning new things? Is it expanding my horizon? And how else can I meet that need now that this one avenue is not available to me? And it's the same thing that you're saying about family time, right? What's important is not that we have dinner every Friday night at X restaurant. What's important is that we carved out time to connect at the end of every week. So how else can we achieve that same connection? And so Mm. really getting down again to the essence of, the value behind those activities, how do they bring us joy? How do they bring us happiness? How do they bring us meaning? And how else can we meet that need given the shifting constraints? Mm. You know, my grandmother went through the depression, and she used to talk about it a lot. And uh, the depression was a bad time for a lot of people, and especially for her. But she taught herself to drive. With 40 years of experience, thousands of investors, a proven track record, and more than $3 billion in assets under management, Reef provides exceptional commercial real estate investment offerings at the click of a button. Visit us at rreaf.com backslash investor. We own and operate all our properties, and that's important because we have skin in the game. Unlike the middleman, you can call or visit us anytime. Hedge market volatility with our lucrative offerings, open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Because Mm -hmm. her husband, my grandfather, um, became deaf. 
and um, he had he worked for the Herald Examiner, and the printing presses made him deaf, and then he couldn't drive anymore. And she's and it's in the middle of the depression, and she had six kids to feed or four or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Okay, I have to now do this." And mm-hmm. she found a whole new part of her being by accomplishing things that she never would have thought of doing because they, they mm-hmm. she was pushed into it and had to, and she said she came out a happier person. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's it's, right. It's, yeah. It's the same template, but the script has changed, you know, if you look at it. That's right. If you're writing a story, it's, it's, the script has changed. Yeah. Or it's like you can go in and play poker, right? If you, if you want to gamble, hey, uh, maybe well, not a good year to do it. Um, but, you, you know, that's not controlled, right? But, like, uh, you could go in, you want to play poker, but your your hand is going to change. The only way to move forward is for change. So at the end of the day, we're just having to be going really fast. What about really being able to, you know, look at how we're handling things? Okay, we're taking on things, and then there's people that will go gangbusters and wear themselves out. Everyone's got a different personality. Some people it takes time to ease into some kind of change and even if you've got to make 10 changes, they're like, dude, wait up, man. And then there's, you know, yeah. there's the overachievers that will burn out. And you know, I always say you got to check in on your strong people because sometimes your strong people get tired. So, where are we on all of this as we're handling this and we can say do this, do that, but there's only so much a person can swallow and deal with. I think that's right. And look, I think I think there's a tendency societally, particularly in America, to have a belief that if we are unhappy or if we don't, if life isn't how we we want it to be, the way to solve that is by doing more. Mm-hmm. And so what we do then is we continue to do what we were doing, and then we just add more. So, you know, that that I have seen a ton of people doing in this current world, right? We are now working from home and we're managing our families and we're, you know, worrying about health and we're trying to help with social justice. And we're, so we're just adding and adding and adding. And then the, that is a, a sure recipe in the long run for burnout. And the biggest challenge, and it has nothing to do with how driven you are or how capable you are, but is mm-hmm. to really focusing focus in on on doing more of what matters to you but simultaneously finding ways to do less of the rest right mm-hmm. to cut things out to let things go to say no to to deprioritize in terms of the way that you're spending time things that are not a priority to you mm-hmm. um and for some of us that means recognizing that in this world our priorities have shifted a little bit that maybe family has moved up the ladder of priorities because of the way that the world is, because we've had this slap in the face a little bit, of a reminder of how short life is, or just because our families are more present in our day-to-day. And, and adjusting to that and then deciding, well, then what, do I, what needs to take a back seat to that? Because you can't have – the solution is not, you know, two new top priorities and now I have three top priorities. That's unsustainable, Right. You have mm. to have an order to the way that you're thinking about things and then a willingness to let go of things that are less important. And that answer is different for every person, 
But mm-hmm. I think it, it's an inquiry that you have to engage in to create some space in your life to breathe, to rest, and, and then also just to do more of what it is that matters. So I don't Agreed. know if that answered your question, but that's, oh, that's yeah. how I think about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because, you know, it's, it's kind of like, oh, we have to have one more Zoom call because of this. And really, it's not that priority. It just makes everyone feel better, but maybe it doesn't make you feel better because you really just want to go have a bowl of soup on the couch and <laughs> chill. And if you need the bowl yeah. of soup on the couch and I that say, Zoom meeting's really not <laughs> going to change your business or really it might be just, you know, oh, well, you can't disappoint this person. When you have the land of dis- don't disappoint so-and-so list, you've got to start looking at where oh. your promises lie. And I think that's part of what's happened in the world. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll do this. We start, oh, you know, we think Zoom meetings aren't going to take time. They take time. And there's still a pain in the butt. You still have to get dressed. You still have to look. Whether or not you have shorts on or long johns underneath the table, um, you still have to be present. Your dogs and cats have to be yep. put outside or whatever. <laughs> there's all these other little things that happen from your home that, you know, it's it, it, you still have that situation. So I think a lot of us got into, oh, we're just working from home, so we'll say yes to everything because we're at home. Yeah, and, and I I think Zoom is a great example, right? I don't know if you've observed this, but I, I have clients that I work with who fell into a trap, not them specifically, but they're maybe organizationally fell into a trap early on where they were suddenly working from home and hadn't be hadn't been, and every conversation was a Zoom call. And suddenly you were having face-to-face, granted via video conferences, um, conversations way more than you ever had when you sat in the same building. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, oh, we're disconnected. And connection became this hunger, thirst priority. And it kind yeah. of overtook efficiency. And it overtook mm-hmm. other business priorities. And it became this, you know, video conference overwhelm, right? Where mm-hmm. before I might have sent an email to you know, or it might have been a, a full email exchange that we resolved. Yeah, like, yeah, and now suddenly we have to do it by Zoom because we're we we're disconnected and we have to see each other and we, you know what I mean. And so mm-hmm. it got out of whack a little bit because it was yeah. a, a priority became a priority that didn't need to be that you know that we kind of lost mm-hmm. sight of the, the more global priority, which is we still need to get the work done and yes, we need to replace connection and yes, from time to time we need to see each other's faces. And yes, we probably need to make a little bit more effort to do that than even we would if we were in the same building because we aren't ever going to pass each other on the way to the bathroom or the coffee maker or the whatever. Mm. But I, there's a yeah. balance to be struck, right? And, and, and I wonder I, if I, we'll I, go back. I, I wonder, you know, after all this, if people will decide or companies may decide, okay, um, we're selling our building, go work from home, <laughs> you know? I wonder well, if it'll take that shift, you know. I've seen a lot of companies. So let me say this. I work in the D.C. area, and there are a lot of government contractors and, and larger companies in this area who already were doing kind of hotel-style offices. So we're not in the hmm. office full-time already. I'm hmm. seeing more oh. people head in in that direction. So maybe not getting rid of the physical location entirely, but certainly not having an office for every person. Um, I see a lot of law firms in particular finally acknowledging, because without 
I don't, I don't mean this in a, well, I'll criticize them a little bit, but big law firms in particular have been a little bit behind in adapting to the reality that we can do a lot of work remotely. And there's a lot of mm. upside to employees to allowing more flexibility. And so mm-hmm. they've, I think this has been a big wake-up call for them that, oh, in fact, yeah, you know, when we are asking people to work 12, 14-hour days, allowing them to do that sometimes from their home, which means they can stop for a half hour when, you know, family sits down mm-hmm. for dinner or whatever, is a plus for them and a plus for us. They're more productive, mm-hmm. they're happier, um, and, and everybody wins. And so I think you're going to see a shift in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a huge when you talk about a service-based business, right, that is the mm-hmm. biggest piece of overhead is real estate. And so yeah. to be able to save mm-hmm. on that um, is meaningful from a business perspective. It gives you flexibility to compete in ways that you haven't previously been able to. And so I do think there will be shifts there. It's just, it just remains to be seen what they will be and, and who will make them and how it will impact them. How's it, how's it working mm-hmm. for you now? Like as a, consultant and coach are you working with uh, businesses going through hey we're going to have to make some bigger changes and even though like you're saying it's like we're going in this direction versus immediate goal setting um, are you working with you know bigger companies like that or more individuals what what's the protocol for that with with what you do so I would say most of my coaching business is is focused is individual focused so I'm I, mm-hmm. there I'm more working I mean, I have a group of clients that I coach who are business leaders, so let's call them mm. C-suite um, within small to medium companies. And so these kinds of issues are coming up, but more in the context of what does it mean for me as a leader and how am I going to navigate my career and my life through this transition. Um, on the consulting side, the types of businesses I work with were already fairly advanced. They're smaller, small to medium-sized businesses a little more entrepreneurial. So they were already not super tied to uh, real estate, just the nature of the folks that I'm working with. So Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that be an issue, the office piece. I mean, they still are having to adapt to the realities of, of what the new world looks like and, and to innovate and think about how to market, how to deliver services, you know, even simple things like, um, you know, people who maybe previously were service providers and really, generated a lot of their business through contacts at um, industry events and conferences, right? Like that's gone or changed. And so how mm-hmm. do we adapt to that? How do we continue yeah. to build networks? How do we continue to build For meaningful sure. community? And where do we find the right places to show up to meet the people who are going to be our, our service-based customers? So that's a little bit of what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of um, people having to scramble to get online. You know, we travel, so we see – you know, we go through a lot of smaller communities because we do parks and because we like to get off yep. that big interstate you were talking about. And yep. what's interesting to me, we're in 2020 right now. I know it's about to shift. And there are people who still do not have a website for their business. It absolutely yes. blows it my me. mind. And they rely on Facebook. Now, you know, this year I actually got taken off of Facebook. I didn't do anything bad. I I used a software company I heard, that got I heard hacked. you tell that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got I got back on and everything. But if you are relying on your business on some other platform like that, that's like, nay nay, don't do that. <laughs> you can't yep. do that. You've got to take this responsibility. And so what's been interesting this year, and especially now, I'm finding it's in the last two months. It's like only the last two months people kind of 
the penny has dropped that no, March is over, March, April, February, March, April, those three months, um, no, mm-hmm. it's still here. We're still dealing with it. We're still going to have some more time. I know we're looking at vi- vaccine things and all of that. But the world as we know it has changed. And yes. now all these companies that said, oh, we'll never do anything online, you are now selling online or making plans to or closing. Yeah. That's it. That's your yeah. the mm-hmm. three choices. Yeah. Yeah. And they've had to make – it's like if you've been, you know, one of those companies that only take cash – Good luck for you, you know, have, who have not moved in that progression. And everyone's got their choice. That's your your choice to make, and, you know, everybody's got their thing. But companies that really wanted to not progress forward with the way the world is, whether you like it or not, because I'm not all pro credit cards either. You know, if I could just take cash and not tell anybody about it and run, <laughs> run over the border, I would. Sure. But <laughs> Okay. Hey, there's margaritas on that side, but anyway, in sunshine. But um, <laughs> you know, but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's like there's this whole thing of like, oh my God, to really you know stay in business. Now I have those things were there, those tools were there, and it took a pandemic for you to shift your business. And we're seeing organizations come together to help their members. You know, not like chambers and merchants yeah. associations and. All kinds of professional organizations suddenly come together and go, okay, well, we'll put the shopping cart together for you. Since, you know, as as a small entrepreneur, small business owner, creative professional, sometimes that really is not in our wheelhouse to do. People are doing that. Organizations are stepping in. And those things should have been there. And I think COVID pushed it forward. It really did. Yeah, and... And I'll give you just from coming at it from a slightly different angle, another micro version of that, right? I mean, in talking to people in the coaching world, right? So I'm an executive coach and, and the traditional model, particularly for executive coaching has been, you go and meet with people in person at their business, at Mm -hmm. their company, right? And I've been really heavily leaning into coaching over about the past year and from the very beginning, I did almost all of my coaching virtually. That's just the way it worked out. Um, but in talking with other coaches, you know, that has been a huge shift that many of them have had to make is to move to doing this virtually. And the feedback that I've gotten from my current clients and that they're getting from clients who've made that transition is we actually like virtual better. Same with people. Mm-hmm. I, talk, I have a fair number of people in the therapy community, right? People love mm-hmm. the idea that they can just carve out truly one hour to go and get coaching, go and get therapy. And that it's not no longer a, I have to drive to the office or I have to, you know, find a a space to meet or travel to a meeting, right? Suddenly it's become this very accessible. I can actually go to therapy over my truly one hour lunch hour, or I can meet with my coach for one hour before dinner or one hour on a, a Sunday morning. And for me, the exciting part is particularly now taking it out of therapy and just focusing on coaching is you have access to coaches anywhere in the country and frankly, anywhere in the world now. So you can really find the service and support professionals that are right for you and for what you need. And you're no longer hamstrung by, well, you know, they're in California and I'm in Virginia or whatever. Um, and so that's exciting to me that that oh, the I think world is I, opening up. That's awesome. Way. I think that there's a whole new business here. I feel like because I can paint, I will just tell people, show me where your computer is, and and I will go paint the wall 
that shines into your computer <laughs> like a library. So you look like you have all these books, and you're very intelligent, yes. and you have this office. Yes. Yeah. Zoom Zoom does that now. Yes. Zoom gives you photos in the background that yes. you can, you know, it's like, you know, if you look at Trevor Noah on The Daily Show has his Emmy Awards and the same three books. No. But, but I you mean, know. really, it's funny yes. when you think about it. But, yeah, you yes, know, I, it I is just, funny. It is, but I think this connection, in a way, you know, Nancy always said on shows for years that it's the aliens attack planet earth everybody will get over all their political and religious and gender different drama stuff everybody will get over their stuff and work together and work together and you know i thought covid would be part of that and i think in some ways it kind of did but i think we're realizing that (laughs) there is no oh it's here and then gone and i think that was the biggest lesson was Mm. oh we're all going to stay home for one month and we'll be fine after that Mm -hmm. and we had to learn that that's not true and so there is no there is no by the book rule really other than all keep safe and everything but there's no that's a lesson in life and things can change yeah. at any time don't put off those good things you need to do for yourself for your family for your business and don't put off things thinking it's always going to be that way if you think hey we've always done it that way you need you need to get the duster out that's, and dust that's it. That's probably the biggest <laughs> sign of you need to make a change. Exactly. This whole the world is always going to change, and this one just like stabbed us, and you know, like hey, that's yep. it, man. We're all going, and we're all going to change together and get on with it. So I think if you've always wanted to, this is what I've said the whole year. If you've been itching to make big changes in your company without annoying people, your clients. <laughs> because, oh, they always wanted this menu item, or maybe, you know, I've always done this service and I just can't, it's killing me. Do it. Yeah, Do it time. now. You've got the yeah. biggest excuse in the world. <laughs> That's right. Don't you think, Becky? That's right. Can't you be- can hide. Go for it. <laughs> Yep, you can hide behind the cover of COVID. I love it. I think that's I know, that's the mask, baby. That's the real mask. You can get on with it. You can play anonymous all you want. But, no, I think it's great. Becky, it has been a true pleasure having you on the show and encourage people to go to your website, grantleecoaching.com. That's grantleycoaching.com. Before you go, though, um, I heard from a little birdie that a book is in the works for spring. Yeah, so I have a book coming out this spring. It is called The Happiness Recipe, A Powerful Guide for Living What Matters. And it's really um, about, it's really an action guide to help people get focused or refocused on what is most important to their happiness right now and figure out how to architect a life right now that will bring them kind of maximum happiness and joy. Mm. So super practical, super tactical, um, really born out of the, one-on-one coaching work that I've done and my own experiences. And who do you think is the most important uh, person to connect with you? Um, Is it women in business, um, executives, entrepreneurs? I mean, yes. Can I say yes to all of those? No. Look, a lot of the the one-on-one coaching work that I do is focused in two areas. One is on emerging leaders. And by that, I mean people who have reached sort of from their perspective, a new level of leadership in their careers and really want to figure out their skills, their blind spots, and how to bring their authentic selves to work. And then I also work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are trying to get clarity and focus and prioritize and figure out how to architect 
both themselves and their companies for growth. So mm. those are the two Very big nice. areas. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. And so everyone, again, grantmecoaching.com. Uh, you, know, you can also keep up with Becky. You're on LinkedIn. I, I've got you on there. Any other place people should connect with you? So if you're an Instagram person, you can also find me there at the.butterfly.society. Okay. Okay. We'll find you there, too. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy holidays and best wishes for a really awesome new year with a little few less changes, okay? So we can yeah, put things yeah. in place. Same to you. And um, and I will be I'll I'll be reaching out to hear how those frozen lakes are for you. I know, yeah. I know, you know, this is, yeah, we'll tell you all about that. Um I think we're going to get leg warmers like from, you know, flash dance days. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think yeah, we're like get... 1980s. I'm I, I'm here for we it. We have to do the long johns just because it's funny. I'm going yeah. to wear long johns yeah, and agreed. go streak down the street and call myself Long John Silver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You awesome. take care, Becky. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, ladies. Diamonds, silver, and gold? Oh my! Find your love language at JCPenney's Valentine's Day Jewelry Sale. Enjoy dazzling deals with your JCPenney credit card and coupon, like up to 70% off jewelry and up to 60% off modern bride rings. Plus, say yes please to $25 diamonds and gemstones while they last. Happy Valentine's Day. JCPenney offers valid on select styles through 220, subject to credit approval. Yes please jewelry excluded from coupons. Other exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.